Today in Business from Wired. This episode is brought to you by ShipStation. You know, some things take a lot of work, like sending little robots to far off distant planets. And just as that's challenging, so too is running a successful e commerce business, especially when there's so much to do. So I want to introduce you all to ShipStation. Now, I love using ShipStation because of its easy to use dashboard, which makes managing orders and printing labels a breeze and super smooth. Oh, and the customer service is just out of this world. It's exactly what you need to help grow your business. Sign up for your free 60 day trial at shipstation.com slash tech news. That's shipstation.com slash tech news. This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. Welcome to the Spoken Edition of Wired. Brought to you by MD Anderson Cancer Center, where a team of nearly 21,000 strong are researching, innovating, and working to end cancer. Learn more about the leader in cancer care at makingcancerhistory.com Enemies No More Microsoft Brings the Linux Kernel to Windows by Clint Finley For decades, Microsoft Windows and the open-source Linux operating system were polar opposites. Windows was developed by the biggest software company in the world, one that was no friend to open-source. Linux was developed by a ragtag team of programmers scattered around the world, often working in their spare time. But over the years, open source, and Linux in particular, went mainstream. Linux now powers the majority of the world's web servers and underpins Android, the world's most popular mobile operating system. That forced a change in how Microsoft treated the rival operating system. First it began supporting Linux on its cloud service Azure. Then it began releasing software for Android and Linux, and even using Linux internally to power Azure. Now Microsoft is bringing the heart of Linux into Windows. Thanks to a feature called Windows Subsystem for Linux, you can already run Linux applications in Windows. WSL essentially translates commands meant for the Linux kernel, the core part of the operating system that talks to hardware, into commands for the Windows kernel. But now Microsoft will build the Linux kernel into WSL, starting with a new version of the software set for a preview release in June. To be clear, Microsoft isn't replacing the Windows kernel. The Linux kernel will run as what's called a virtual machine, a common way of running operating systems within an operating system. You'll have to make a point of installing WSL if you want to use the Linux kernel. At first blush, it may sound like a strange idea, but it makes perfect sense to programmers, especially web developers. Linux is the most common operating system for running web servers, 
but Windows is still king inside corporations. Making it easy to run Linux code in Windows is a boon for developers who need to use a Windows machine to write code that runs on Linux servers. WSL might also help Microsoft win over programmers who use Macintosh products. Mac OS is based on Linux's ancestor Unix and has long been a favorite among web developers who want a development environment similar to Linux that also supports commercial applications not available on Linux. But there are differences between Unix and Linux. Seattle-based programmer, designer, and educator Ethan Schoonover says he gave up running Linux, except on servers, because he needed to run Adobe applications such as Photoshop and Illustrator natively. For years he used Mac OS, but he says he occasionally found incompatibilities between his Mac and Linux servers. And he missed the tools that his preferred Linux version, Arch, offers to install and upgrade software. It's also fair to say that macOS has not received the focus and development that iOS has, and that shows, Schoonover says. So we switched to Windows with WSL, where he can run Arch's bundle of tools and applications. It's not perfect, and there are weird issues from time to time that remind me I'm still living on a Windows machine. But overall, WSL has been a sea change, Schoonover says. Before Microsoft released the first version of WSL in 2016, developers could run Linux in a virtual machine. But that meant running an entire operating system, which isn't particularly efficient. WSL made it possible to run many of the same tools and applications within Windows without the need for virtualization. But that idea had its own performance issues, particularly when working with the Windows file system, according to a blog post by Microsoft Program Manager Craig Lowen. Virtualizing only the Linux kernel while running everything else natively is an intriguing compromise that Lowen writes will improve Linux application performance on Windows by as much as 20-fold, depending on how much an application interacts with Windows. Openness has been a major theme this year at Microsoft's Developer Conference Build. As Wired's Lauren Good wrote yesterday, the company is not only trying to distance itself from its reputation as an enemy of open source, but position itself as a champion of openness in general, compared with rivals like Google and Apple. They are still digging out of the hole of distrust that they dug themselves into, Schoonover says. But it's a testament to Nadella and whomever he has advocating for open source that they have been able to reestablish enough trust for people like me to even consider running Windows. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.